This Marketplace podcast is supported by Harvest, painless time tracking for creative professionals and agencies worldwide. Harvest tracks billable hours anywhere, creates invoices in seconds, and builds powerful reports to help keep projects on budget. More at getharvest.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The school year is getting longer, the planet is getting warmer, but hey, at least there's progress on the fiscal cliff. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Make it a working lunch. Listen to the Marketplace Midday Update podcast for the day's top business headlines. Subscribe on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcast. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace podcast for the 3rd of December. This one's a Monday. Glad, as always, to have you with us. And if the school-age children in your life seemed a little crankier than usual today, maybe because they saw this news item. Today, school districts in five states, Colorado, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, and Tennessee, said they're going to lengthen both the school day and the school year. Despite what the kids might think, it's not about punishment. It's about opportunity. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer gets us going. Kids may groan when their parents hire a tutor or drag them to music lessons, but some educators say that extra learning gives them a leg up on students who can't afford after-school extras. So today, school and government officials, nonprofits, and the Ford Foundation announced that almost 20,000 students will spend more time in school starting next fall. Luis Ubinas is president of the Ford Foundation. The question we have is, can we give all children the opportunity that our most affluent kids have? To answer that question, the Ford Foundation and the National Center on Time and Learning have signed up dozens of public schools for a pilot program. They can opt for a longer school day or year. Randy Weingarten heads the American Federation of Teachers Union. She's backing the program cautiously. What we need to do is to think about it as a better day, as opposed to a longer day or more of the same. More of the same being constant drills to prepare for standardized tests, what educators call drill and kill. It kills the brain cells. Pedro Noguera teaches at NYU's education school. Kids get bored to death in school, and they're, they're sitting still too long. They're not actively involved in learning. Noguera says there need to be clear guidelines so kids get extra classes in art or music and more time at recess so they can concentrate during their extra hours at school and catch up with the kids who have private tutors. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genser for Marketplace. Ford Foundation, you should know, is an underwriter of this broadcast. So stop me if you've seen this movie before, but global climate talks are on again, this time in Doha, Qatar, and chances of a binding breakthrough are conservatively estimated at somewhere between slim and zero, at least this year. The talk now is of a deal that everybody can agree to by 2015 earliest. Meantime, new numbers on carbon emissions suggest we are destined for a warmer future almost no matter what we do, which means governments and markets and investors are focusing not just on preventing climate disaster, but adapting to it. From the Sustainability Desk, Marketplace's Scott Tong has that story. The goal of UN talks is to keep the warming within 2 degrees Celsius of pre-industrial levels. That's 3.6 Fahrenheit. But a new academic tally finds emissions peaked again last year. Lead scientist Glenn Peters in Norway says with every new power plant built, emissions are locked in. The decisions we made yesterday and the year before are going to be affecting emissions for the next 
10, 20, 30, even 50 years ahead. Any global deal will likely start in a decade, which means more time for more factories and more cars on the road. Then that loses 10 years and it makes it very, very hard to get below 2 degrees. The most likely situation would be at least 2 degrees. Increasingly, talk and money is moving toward adapting to rising seas and less predictable rainfall. Private equity investor Rob Day at Black Coral Capital is betting on stormy weather ahead for agriculture. A lot of land that's currently being used for farmland won't be suitable anymore. And so farmland as an asset is likely to become more valuable over time. So let's get some now. Insurers are adapting too. One modeling firm has just updated its assumptions, Cynthia McHale. She's with an investor corporate coalition called Ceres. They see higher risk for Atlantic hurricanes due to higher sea surface temperatures. Based on that, insurance premiums are higher. Groups in Doha think it could take 100 to 150 billion.